most empowering podcast on the airways. It's real. It's raw. It's relevant. The Lifeline with Lady Leah. Are you ready to get your life on the line? Let's go. It's The Lifeline. Hey, hey, everybody. How you doing today? It's Lady Leah, and you are listening to The Lifeline. I'm so glad you came back. Mm. Listen, it's a great day outside. We're happy. Everybody's in a good mood. We're in here doing our thing, and we're just glad that you decided to listen in. Today, I got somebody here that we love. He is one of my favorite comedians, and we did everything we had to do to get the man of God here, and he is here. So I'm getting ready to let you know who he is in a minute, but first let me say thank you to our sponsors, Triad Workspace, where we are today, and Churchy Chick. Thank you. We are glad to have you as our sponsors. Now, Tim Sharpshire is in the Bill. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Lifeline family, will y'all give it up for Tim? Y'all ain't cutting me. You hear? Can you hear? No, they, they doing this. Tim Sharpshire, comedian Tim Sharpshire from Greensboro, North yeah. Carolina. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Today you are. This is history in the making. Uh-oh. Let me just tell you. Oh, here we go. We got. I'm I'm all hype. Okay, okay I'm okay. trying to contain myself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you had me laughing since you walked in the door. Period. Let's know. just say this. You gotta have fun. But you are the first Uh-oh. man Uh-oh. to be on the lifeline. Lifeline. Come on. The Barack Obama. Come on, Jesus. Of lifeline. I done made something in life. Hello, somebody. I can add it to my resume. At, please please add, I'm it. add it. I'm going to add that. You bro. are representing for the brothers That's today. We trying. I hope I represent. Listen, we love you. Oh, the man. triad loves you. Thank, you. Thank you. We are here for every video, oh. every car post, Come on, somebody. every barbershop post. Uh, I like how you classified it. So <laughs> I got sections. Okay, I got to You got sections okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Every time you jump on, <laughs> you enlighten our lives. That's it. You make us laugh. You make us happy. Thank you. And so I thought it would be great if yeah. we brought you on just to hear more about who Tim Sharpshire oh, is. Oh, I got a lot to talk about then. Yeah. I know you got a lot to say. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't have all those good jokes about yeah, your life and yeah. about just everything unless you have had a journey yeah, that has brought you to this place. He's been good. See, you about to get caught Come up again. Mm. You churchy. I'm going to be We're going to talk about yeah. that in a minute. Look, tell us a little bit about Tim. I know your business. I done researched you. <laughs> I, I done went down <laughs> in the files. Like, if you're going to be the first man, I got the notes on the back. I got the no. I done got your yeah. credit report. Come on, Mike. Ooh, your, don't look at line three. Don't your look bank at line account three. info. Don't look at line three. Line three, Mike. Line three. <laughs> now, I know you are from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah, born and raised. Fayetteville, North Carolina. No. Okay, tell me a little bit about the family dynamics yeah. and give it to us. Uh, I grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Awesome parents. Awesome parents. Sam right. Sanya Shropshire. My father now, he is now a pastor, but they always kept us in the church. Always was. No. The, he was always in the serving mode. Yes. Um, and and everyone, where he carried himself, where he dressed, yeah. everyone just knew my parents were pastor, first lady. And you were like, no. PK. But my dad, he, okay. just, he just served.
served in ministry and, you know, started out as a deacon and then uh, then got called into ministry. Yeah. And, but again, served, never yeah. wanted to serve the pastor. And, and it was like, man, you need to pass, you need to pass. He was like, yeah. it's not God's time. I'm not running from it. I'm right. not scared of it. Right. It just, this is not what God called me to just yet. Okay. But when I always ask my mom, what does she think her purpose is in life? And I asked her this when I was like seven, eight years old. Yeah. She says to help your father become a pastor. Wow. Like, wow. So, but meanwhile, wow. my dad, you know, military, the reason we're in Fayetteville, okay. my dad's military, my 21 years, you know, airborne. He was a jump master. My mom was like, well, like a secretary and a chief editor with the okay. special forces. Okay. So don't play with Shropshire. Okay. We come with it. All right. Cause so y'all. There were some rooms to... in the house that I couldn't go into. All right. <laughs> some classified <laughs> stuff going on in I these was like, rooms. I was like, I, I ain't going to fool my daddy or my mama. <laughs> <laughs> So, but uh, but at the end of the day, yeah. you know, it was just me and my brother. You and your and, brother, uh, okay. And they were what I mean. They are the definition of what support is. Yeah, uh, they were at every game, everything that we did, and they just support us. And yeah. this all through from elementary all the way through college. So no. my father even supported my brother when he wanted to cut up in school. He went up to the school and said, "Hey, I ain't paying no more tuition or fees. This is your up, support. You, you, I'm supporting you, and I'm bringing, <laughs> and I'm bringing your tax and service. I'm gonna bring you on home, hey, man. You gonna go to Fable State, hey, man? It's <laughs> so over there, East Carolina." And, uh, <laughs> so that was so his support. Was bring support. your butt on home. Like, oh, I'm bring you on home. Yeah, I'm be a taxi driver. It wasn't Uber back then. It was taxi. Yeah. So my dad even supported me through college. Um, yeah, yeah. I played football. I was on a scholarship to play at A and T. Yeah. And so so Aggie pride Ag all the way. Aggie all the pride nationwide. Nationwide. Uh, nationwide. <laughs> I'm serious. We, everywhere we went. Yeah. Um, travel wise, uh, my dad or my mom would be there. So wow. we played down in FAMU. That's what Tallahassee. So my dad driving down to Tallahassee. To see uh, you play. Uh, we had to play at the Indianapolis Colts Stadium in yeah. Indianapolis. So they yeah. flew to Indianapolis. Like, they didn't play. And yeah. so uh, they really was very supportive in yeah. uh, my development with life and everything. So Tight-knit family. Ooh. Tight-knit. I mean, uh, we went and watched the, uh, I know it seems simple, but the national championship. Yeah. Clemson versus Alabama. Yeah. Oh, I said, what are you going to watch? I said, I'm going to drive down the field and watch my dad. My dad loved Clemson. That's right. And, I mean, yes, it was a two-and-a-half drive. But it was worth just to be yeah. there with my dad, yeah. you know, because I realized yeah. one day, you know, I ain't going to be. I ain't going right. to be in the corner crying. I wish I went to that clip that game. <laughs> nah, I said, we're going to get it in now. We're going to get it in and, um, now. And they taught me support. Like, my dad is the type of dad to where if I ain't called my, talk to my dad in like three days, he'd be like, yeah. no, so put like this. Yeah. For New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, New Year's Day, I talked to him. You know, we talked. Well, you know, you talked about it at twelve oh five. Have right. a New Year, baby boy. I gotta you go got back, the call to family. Gotta, gotta, gotta go back in the church now, but I just want to say Happy New Year. Happy <laughs> <laughs> New Year to you. And so we talked, and then we talked that next day to talk yeah. about everything the New Year. So that's the first, the first. So on the fifth, okay, my dad called me like, uh, "Hello, where, where you been? Hey, ain't heard from you." This I daddy said, voice is hilarious. <laughs> I said, "What's the last time you heard from me?" He said, it's been, "It's been a few days, son." I said, "Well, I be just right, but at least I have a father." That wants to hear his baby boy's he voice loves you. and yes. loves me, supports me. Yeah, it's a true man. I mean, he 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 he, he manly man, manly can 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 love on you and build yeah. a transmission at the same time. You know, old Come school. On, <laughs> he knows that I, I figured transmission about two and a half hours. <laughs> I say your mama three thousand dollars. You know, I say this on that. I'm like, all right, daddy. Oh so, my so, god! But I love my family. I'm a daddy's yeah. boy. And, yeah, uh, and, and 
like I always say, I look like my daddy. Right. I look like my mama, act like my daddy. So. And act like your daddy. Act like now, daddy. okay, so is daddy funny? Where did this comedy DNA? Oh man. Cause it's got it's down in your womb. It's I, down in there. And this that's the big debate now. Who's house. funny? That we're trying to my dad always say, Is your mama for my dad? My mama like, is your daddy? Look at your daddy right now. Look what he got on. That's fine. And so uh <laughs> I, I, it just I think it all boils down to having I do a lot of stories. So yep. it all boils down to family dinner. And at the end of dinner, we're just sitting there and we just talking. sharing. We'll sit at the table for an hour, two hours, yeah. just talking about life. And my dad would tell me all the stories about this army stories. My mom would tell the stories about her and her dad and her family growing up. Yeah. So I think this all that combined and it just gave a great environment for me to have the personality that I have. Yeah. To have that carefree. Yes. I speak to everybody. Yep. We just did a show in New York for New Year's Eve. Okay. And I'm in New York. How y'all doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is New York. Don't be talking to everybody. <laughs> but it just that's just I don't meet a stranger. Right. You know, Right. My wife's like, you know everybody. I was like, oh, it's not that I know everybody. I just see value in everybody. You're an extrovert. Yeah, I see. To the fullest. I speak to everybody. And my daughters are the same way. No. We in the grocery store. They waving at everybody. Talk to the lady at the cash register. Yeah. And they're one like, where do y'all get y'all personality from? But it just... We just keep it open. So you and the girls at Walmart talking folk head off. Oh, is your yeah. wife like, Lord? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, and my wife is the total opposite. <laughs> right. She don't, like, if you went to sweet my wife, and that's what yeah. I said, I said, baby, you got to watch your face. Watch your face, because your face say everything. She would look, she's like, who is this? I don't who know you. That? And I you're getting close to my know. kids. And I'm like, how y'all, come on over here. My wife's come like, on you know, man, my wife don't yeah. play that. She yeah. didn't grow up like that. Because you know? your wife has African roots. Oh, oh all of the roots, too. All, all of the roots. So, um, All the roots. <laughs> her okay. mother is from Ghana, and her daddy is from Nigeria. Eh? And, and so she got it all up in her. And right. but she was, but she was born and raised in London. So wow. so just they were really tight as a family. Yeah. And if they didn't really know who you were, yeah, like we don't really fool with you. That's just how I, that, because they, it was so many different nationalities. I mean, ethnic groups. Yeah. And London is like a big melting pot. Yeah. So they took care of family. But they really just didn't trust any and everybody because everybody wanted the like best. Oh, man. Oh, we come over to the house. We're going to have right. a hit. And I was like, right. you, you, you're going to watch who comes to this house. <laughs> they, get, they carry spirits. Ah. The spirit of the living God is the only thing that wants to live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I don't even know spirits move like this. You do not know what he has. You do not know his plans. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I okay, know. boo. <laughs> so how did you and Esther, I'm trying to figure this out. Look, Where did you meet Esther and how did you like, Look, how did you holler at her? That's, because... like, that's the number one question. They were okay. like, how this country boy from North Carolina hook up this girl from London, England? From London. And granted, she has this and beautiful- And she's gorgeous, she, too. Yes, oh, she's fine. She is real fine. That Come on. Pump Thank your God. queen. Jesus. Okay. And, pump and, your boo. <laughs> hey, Elster. Hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> All right. So, the thing about Esther, and Esther yeah. has a British accent. Okay. Truth is. okay. She has a British She talks just like this. She you know? says, that's, you know, Timothy, where are you going today? I said, I'm about to go do this uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I'll see you when you get back. Yeah. Make sure you pick up some of the, you know, when you come home, probably from Zoe's kitchen. Yeah. And so she talks just like that, literally. Yeah. yeah. But when she get upset, the African come out. All the roots. It, it, like, you are not here when you said you were going to be here. Ooh. Hello. Oh, I will be here. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> get so, you nervous. <laughs> so, so, how yeah. we met, everybody's. Yeah. Always ask 
asking like, how did y'all to me? And yeah. I sometimes, if I'm in a good mood, I sometimes say, you know, I was over in the exchange program and uh -huh. I saw her and she followed me back. But I'm like, nah, that, that's a lie. I'm going to tell the, the truth. The, the, the true story is yeah. my wife wanted to go to medical school here in the U.S. Okay. And um, she ended up moving to Maryland when she was 16. The girl already graduated high school at 16 wow. uh, in, in London. And so uh, wow. she came to Maryland. And she applied to one college in the whole wide world, and that happened to be UNC Greensboro. I said, Lord, want to do it. And he so and then, a, the good master brought her right to you. And she goes to on, and only tried going to one church. Okay. It was a church called Evangel Fellowship. And that's the church that I just so happened to just go to one day. No. And this this fine girl walk on the side of the church. I said, well, Jesus, she look good, Lord. <laughs> and I said, Lord, she walk good, too. Hey, and she walked past. I said, she smell good, too. Hello, oh, somebody. Oh, Father God. And so um, I began to talk to and introduce yeah. myself yeah. to her. And literally on May the 21st, I tell people, say, when God changes your life, you remember the date and the time. Yes, you do. May the 21st, 1156 a.m. Hello, somebody. That's I started me. talking to Esther. And we stopped talking ever since. That was 2006. Boy, you better know the time down now. to the second. I really don't know the time, but it sounds good if I did. <laughs> <laughs> so you at Evangel, well, yeah. Bishop Lockett, oh, back man. in the day. My game changer. Oh my God. He's the reason people always, and people really don't know like the full story in yeah. comedy. Yeah. I tell them it was, you know, you know, I felt God directed me to. But yeah. the, the truth is, it was Bishop Lockett who got me into discovering my gift of comedy. Oh my God! I, I always knew I could maybe be laugh, but I never looked at it as a gift. I what a great even, man to Never even looked at it as an was. occupation. Oh man, he was literally the game changer Amazing of man. my life. Yeah. I, in 2006, right. that was my brokest period of my life and uh -huh. just life in my uh -huh. spirit. Uh -huh. Because even being in a church background, even being from home, right. the parents that I have, I still didn't have this like super official walk with Christ. For yourself. Right. I have the environment. Yeah. And I was honest with, you know, my parents, I was honest with my faith, but I just didn't really connect. And even in a church, and and I look at it now, mm -hmm. it was hard for me to connect in a church because, granted, I didn't see men, other than my father, right. older men, right. I didn't see men my age who portrayed or acted or went for Christ mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. carried this masculine bone. I'm going to be real with you. And so now that's at, real. as an 18 year old or mm -hmm. 20, let's go with it, a 16 year old boy. Yeah. You playing football all your life. Yeah. That's all you know. Yeah. And all you see are men in the church that don't look like you, that don't act like you, that yeah. don't carry themselves like you. Yeah. So you want them like, well, I guess What's this is not for me. Yeah. Because the guys that look like me and carry themselves like them were out on the football field. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's my boss. That's what I'm supposed to be at. Yeah. And so I felt that, I just felt like, being in the church, God was for me, yep. but being in the church yeah. wasn't for me. I'm just saying yeah. how I looked no, at it. No, no, this is and, good. And so being a part of Evangel, yeah. when you walk up in there and you see Manly men. men. You see men. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, what? Oh, yeah. That's what I mean, I'm talking and, about. And young, old, you like. Yeah. Worshiping I didn't, I didn't, God. I didn't know that was possible. Really? Yeah. Did. You know, yeah. I, really, I really didn't know that. Yeah. And so being a part of Evangel and just how Bishop Locke would just love on us and somehow he kind of singled me and my buddy out. And, wow. And who was another football player. Yeah. And he just, he just loved on us and just- Fathered you. Yeah, Spiritual father. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I said, why is he doing, you know? Yeah. And so I read this book called Understanding Your Divine Calling. At this time in 2006, mm -hmm. no one even knew, but my buddy was that- I had just lost my scholarship. 
So in 2004, when I got to ANT, I was a rookie of the year when I came in. Right. All these things, I mean, but at 2006, I had lost my scholarship. They took yeah. me off the football team. Yeah. Dropped from a 3.1 GPA to a 1.4 GPA. Oh, my God. And so I had lost the thing that carried me through life, mm -hmm. which was football. Mm -hmm. Football was my God. Yeah. Football was the thing I valued and I even molded myself behind. Yeah. And so when that got taken away from me, I was like, how do I live life without football? Without this. And so I yeah. was so empty, but I found church. I found God. And in that, man, finding evangel and reading that book, Understand Divine Calling, yeah. I said, man, two things I want to do. I want to play football. Yeah. And um, I want to make people laugh. And I was like, I don't want to do anything else. I said, yeah. I know I could be a lawyer, go into medical school, right. I this. I, I, right. I said, but I just want to make people laugh. And I asked God, show me what... I'm supposed to do with this new knowledge of me wanting to make oh, life. What I, my life. What my purpose yeah, is. Yeah. Like you just showed me something. So what do yeah. I do with it? I'm yeah. in church one Sunday. Yeah. Bishop Lockett's son is preaching. This is, this is now the pastor now. That's right. Pastor. Oh, he's preaching a sermon called Answer the Call. Wow. And I'm like, oh. And so he's really talking about, he's one, answer the call in your life. Yeah. And that's what I took it, but also answer the call that, you know, to, into salvation. Yeah. I was already saved, but at the same time, I didn't know where I was supposed to go in Christ. Yeah. Answer the call. I'm just sitting there and I just spaz onto this vision. And I see I'm in a theater. It's mm -hmm. a lower deck of people. I mean, church is still going on. I just spaz out to this vision. Yeah. There's a lower deck of people, and then there's an upper deck of people. I'm on stage wearing a black suit, mm -hmm. holding the mic, and God said right there, that's what I want you to do right there. Stand up comedy. Boy, and I broke, I'm about to take I, my headphones off I, and I have I a broke, Baptist fit. <laughs> I broke down. Yeah, and when, yeah. And when he said call to the front, he I know he was calling for I went to the front because I was answering the call that yes, I felt God. that God was on my life. Yes, And God. so when people ask me, so I'm in a lot of settings, I'm maybe, I'm maybe in with interviews and yeah. how there's and people ask me how to get into comedy. Right. They always want to know, so you listen to Richard Pryor coming up. You listen yeah, to yeah. Who Badness. Who was your inspiration? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you just don't know, like, my inspiration was a book that about understanding divine calling. And I felt like God called me to this. And I knew that he called me to it because like months later, I would get random calls to come and do stuff for pastors wow. or this. And wow. not ever getting on a stage like they're like, hey, we saw you uh, host this after there's this fellowship thing that we used to do after this uh, fourth yeah. Sunday. We'll do like a dinner for the college yeah. student. Yeah. And one day I asked the host one of them just to host it. And that started everything. Wow. I am who I am and where I am today because of that one host and hosting at that, the church. At, that at the church, just for at the college. The and that started this whole movement to where I would just get a call once or twice a month yeah. for a whole entire year yeah. that someone would call my phone yeah. and say, hey, we would like for you to come. And I remember the first time someone asked me to come, they said, oh, how much do you charge? I was like, charge? What? I said, mm, um, <laughs> let me see. Let me, I'm going to get back. Would you give me 24 hours? <laughs> and so yeah. I, I went down and yeah. I came up with some numbers and I came yeah. back to them. I said, I said, um, uh, I can do that event for you for $50. And she said, 50? She said, that's out of our budget. I said, I should have said 35. <laughs> I said, I should have said 35. I went too high. I went too high. And so yeah. they, they never booked me. They never booked me because I was too high. And so I was, was too high. So I said, man, you got to get yourself together. Right, 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 right. And so right. I said, you going to do this for 10 of it in my mind. So yeah. I done went through that phase in my life now to where we did an event the other a few weeks ago yeah. Yeah. that 
My. Blessed your socks off. Ooh. When you looked at that check, ooh, you ooh, held ooh. it in your hand. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that thing messed me up. My wife was like, oh, really? We go to shop. <laughs> Boy, so, I mean, just, yeah, you know. Yeah, you have, just seeing God move in your life off of that one faith step mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to those of us who have a vision to do something, yeah. you know, outside of the box, like oh, yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Do something for God outside of the box, but we're not quite sure mm. if we can. Come on now. Just one opportunity, one, opportunity. one door, one window, one window. will make it happen. Come on, somebody. Don't make me preach, because mm. I got it in me, Tim. I, I, know. Uh, I know. I know. It's in me, I but I, I don't want to pull it out on you right <laughs> now. Let's take a quick break, and Let's we'll come it. right back. Ooh. Okay. This fool. <laughs> <laughs> to the lifeline with Lady Leah. Follow our podcast at www.lifelinepodcast.com.